Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Earnings announcements and key economic metrics. We could talk about the California dream coming back and what that might mean. We could talk about Blackstone buying single family homes again. And of course, I think we need to talk about housing in 2024. A lot going on this Sunday morning, January 21st. I hope you're having an amazing day. Let's just start with key economic numbers or very these are, this is actually a report that I am starting to value less. Why do I say that? Well, as I'm peeling back and watching the leading economic indicators more and more, it feels like a report that is biased towards goods production. And when you break down our economy, the goods production, as you've probably undoubtedly known, given the lack of manufacturing, is less and less and less. So I am not sure that this report is really that meaningful because I believe it misses how important services are to our economy. But nonetheless, it is coming out Monday. It could be market moving, uh, but I am really personally starting to lower the rank of importance in that report, but we will see what it has to bring next. Wednesday, we will get both services and manufacturing PMI. Manufacturing PMI over the last several months, if memory serves, has been weak, while services has been holding in there. So again, uh, this economy is kind of a tale of two halves, right? During the pandemic, we bought a lot of stuff, now it's about experiences. So again, on Wednesday, we'll get that. Thursday, we will get first cut Q4 GDP. Now, if you remember, Q3 came in at roughly 5%. Q4 is estimated, it is guesstimated to be about 2.3 to 2.4. That is important because that deceleration is what I am counting on in my call for Q1 and Q2 uh, being uh, recession or negative GDP. Uh, we just got a note from uh, someone saying they're actually calling for 1.2 Q4 GDP. I need to go back and check that. I might be thinking of GDP now, which I believe is at 2.4. So again, I might, be, I might be messing up all the metrics that I read each day. But again, Q4 GDP is expected to be less, significantly less, but still positive. Of course, on Thursday, we will get the most, uh, yeah, it's the most important number of the week. I think it is jobless claims. Remember, last week came in at a surprisingly low 187,000. That was after two weeks of 202,000. Again, remember, we need to see something break above 300, if not 325, to kind of be, to kind of wake up the Fed. On Thursday, we will also get new home sales. New home sales will be interesting, right? Existing home sales, which we got last week, I think on Friday, 
Those escrows, generally speaking, can take longer. So closings in December would have been, you know, late October, November pendings. New home sales can go a little bit faster, right? A lot of these new home builders obviously are buying rates down. Uh, they have their own mortgage arms. So you can see those go a little quicker. Why is that important? Well, rates are down. Now, I don't think we will see the big impact of rates down until the January report, but uh, it will be interesting. And also new home sales are signings, not closing. So there's a lot of things going into this. The new home number could surprise, could surprise a lot of people, I think. And then on finally on Friday, we will get PCE, the third and final inflation report of the month. This is the one the Fed looks at, specifically PCE core, right? Are we still trending down? Did we have a tick up? All of that. And then Friday, we will get pending home sales as well. So again, a lot of economic numbers, what's going on, all these cross currents, it is going to get interesting. On earnings, you know, there are so many things to look at as really the earning season kicks off. I'm still looking at commercial banks, right? I saw what the big boys did and I don't care. Uh, I'm looking at the commercial banks. Do we have extend and pretend? Do we have... It's just, it's, that's where the pain will be. If we're going to see the commercial pain that I envision later this year, it's going to show up in the commercial banks. It won't be reported by Goldman or Bank of America or Wells Fargo. It will be the regional banks. So they have got my attention. On Tuesday, we will get DR Horton. Who doesn't want to see what a home builder is doing? I think a home builder is uh, going to be very interesting, and we will get DR Horton on Tuesday. Also, Netflix. What's going on with the streaming wars, right? Are we still overpaying for content? Do we still have churn with our user base? Is Netflix winning, losing? Let's see. Wednesday, lots of fans of Tesla out there. Tesla will report Wednesday. How do you guys feel? Again, I got no skin in the game. I don't care which way it goes. Uh, we will have also SAP and ServiceNow. Software is going to be important. You know, SAP, you know, big German software maker. It's going to be interesting to see what their global, you know, their global 100 clients are doing. ServiceNow, right? If you watch um, what the All In podcast is talking about, specifically Chamath talking about what is going on in the SaaS software business, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the SaaS software business, right? ServiceNow and many others will be reporting in the next month. Are they seeing threats from, you know, 80% good enough, but 90% cheaper offerings? Think about that, right? The 80-90 offering that Chamath talked about creating was 80% of the functionality at only 10% of the price. Now, it may be too soon for that to impact quarterly earnings, but it has to be seen as a threat. And then, of course, IBM. IBM is, as I've told you, quarter after quarter after quarter, what are they doing rest of world, right? I don't really care about IBM or IBM Global Services North America. I want to see what is going on rest of world. Uh, then Thursday, we got Intel, Visa, and Capital One. It's Visa and Capital One for me. What's going on with credit cards? Discover, remember, Discover Financial last week was a pretty horrible report. Um, 
You know, they took a $1.9 billion reserve for bad debt or write-offs, where last year it was $900 million. That's a 116% increase. Wild. Is that a Discover problem or is it an industry problem? We'll find out next week with Visa and Capital One. And then on Friday, not to be outdone, we will get Amex. Amex, generally speaking, different clientele, different credit levels. Uh, so we will be looking at all of that next week. Uh, there is a top economist named Steve Hankey uh, that I think bears witness to or listen if you want to Google and find this article. He is talking about stocks dropping this year in 2024. So that's kind of the, I think if inflation crashes below 2%, which I think is possible, and we get a recession, that's when you start talking four, five, six rate cuts. If we talk below trend growth, but still positive, and inflation goes below 2%, I think that's where you get two to three rate cuts. So I do think it hinges on GDP. Is it positive or negative? Uh, we will know very soon. Uh, we are already three weeks into the year. Can you believe it? Uh, so again, more on that to come. Let's talk about Blackstone. If folks, if you don't remember this, Blackstone spun off Invitation Homes. Gosh, when was that? Probably five or six years ago, quite a while ago, right? Blackstone acquired something like 70,000 homes. They spun off Invitation Homes. Invitation Homes then went on to buy, I think they have a total of like 83,000 single family rentals. So for a while, Blackstone was out of the game. Blackstone, the entity, the umbrella, did not own any single family homes. Well, guess what? That changed. And Blackstone's not buying onesie twosies. They went out and bought a company called Tricon. Tricon owned 37,000 homes. With this one acquisition, which is uh, pegged at $3.5 billion. Wow, $3.5 billion. That's a lot of single-family homes. They are now, um, I think, in the top 20 owners of single-family homes with this single purchase. Not to be outdone, Tricon is very focused in certain markets, right? Again, remember, let's say they had 40,000 homes just for round numbers. Almost 20% are in Atlanta. 10% in Charlotte in about, eh, let's call it 7% or so, are in Dallas. So again, uh, Tricon and now Blackstone will be very concentrated in Atlanta, Charlotte, and Dallas. So again, if you want to go look them up, Tricon. Shout out Resi Club and Lance Lambert, our Thursday expert and returning guest. He called this out. Uh, again, Resi Club, the free uh, articles. Go to Resi Club Analytics and you will enjoy that. Now let's talk about real estate and real estate in 2024. As an economist, someone looks at our economy, you need to understand that for two years, probably two and a half, real estate has been a drag on the economy. All right, that's fancy speak. What does that mean? That means real estate was negative. It was detracting from GDP. Builders were pulling back, and of course, existing home sales were pulling back, which of course means remodeling and all these other things were going backwards. 
the real estate transactions were in a depression. Builders were just being conservative because they didn't know where rates going. And of course, consumers, if they're not buying, they're not upgrading. Now, what happens in 2024? What is going to surprise people about real estate in 2024? I believe real estate will be positive to GDP. What does that mean? I believe builders, now that they know that, or at least they believe, builders will build more. That is positive for GDP. Second, I believe we have hit a transaction bottom at a annualized rate of 3.78 million. It doesn't take much to go up five, seven, eight percent. Again, that will be positive to GDP growth. And assuming unemployment doesn't do something wild exceeding five percent, you will see more transactions leading to more upgrades and just that cycle. Now, again, to be clear, this is not barn burning. This is not back to 2021. This is, shoot, this is not back to 2019. It is simply better than 2023. If you are up 5% in home building and up 5% in transactions, that will be positive for GDP. So again, I think that is what housing will be in 2024. Now let's talk about the California dream. Folks, if you don't recall, the California dream was a $250 million program that California launched to help people give 20% down payment. It was such a popular program last time that all the money was consumed in 11 days. 11. <laughs> well, California is back at it and they've made some changes. They do not want to see the program get absorbed in 11 days. What they're doing now is they have announced the program. They will be basically filling in slots or possibilities and then they will do a lottery April. Oh, opens in April. I thought it was a date, but lottery opens in April. Why are they doing this? Well, they don't want people to rush. They don't want to help people right at the end of the buying cycle. They want to give people a chance to go shopping. I actually have a fear. So again, this $250 million is only, only, only going to help between 1,700 and 2,000 people. But here's the deal. I believe California real estate transactions are going to crash. Why? Because 2,000 people are going to be shocked. It's going to be a lot more than 2,000. It would shock me if 20, 30, 40, and maybe 50,000 people apply to be in the lottery and just wait. So there will be real estate transactions that should have happened in January, in February, in March. And yes, in April, that will not happen. And again, what goes next? California once again disappoints 90% of the people. Because again, the California dream is only going to help 2 
thousand people, but you will probably get 40 or 50,000 people excited. This is a disaster waiting to happen. Folks, at the end of the day, let me remind you that the 10 week boot camp that cost a thousand bucks and had 40 some odd members of is now available for replay. The best of all is it's not a thousand bucks, it's $99. If you can't afford a thousand bucks, which wow, is a lot of money, you can get it for 99 bucks and watch each week. We can talk buy box, we can talk spreadsheet, we can answer questions from folks that were in the class. It will help you move forward. It is the next level of detail in coaching and advice. So if you wanna get that, I'll put a link below. You can find it on my website, onerentalatatime.com. I hope you enjoy it. I do, I'm very proud of this. This was my vision. This is why I will never do a 10-week program again. My vision was yes, to help the folks that signed up, but my real vision was to help the hundreds or thousands of you after. I value my time. It was a lot for me to give up 20, 25 hours of my time, but it was worth it. Not only to help those 40, but now to help the hundreds and thousands of people after. That was my vision, 99 bucks, go get it. And if you wanna do something really cool, go get the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time for 399 and you can get the 10-week boot camp for free because I will give you 100 bucks in bonus stuff. Take care, have fun. It is Sunday, so I did a goals video. I did a video about who works harder, Graham, Stefan, or meet Kevin. And we are just about to start new investor series interviews at 8 a.m. Take care, have fun, have an amazing day. Bye.